Welcome to Loose Gymming, the podcast that's going to get you thinking differently about fitness. To get you in the shape of your life, but without it taking over your life. I'm BFast Joe. And I'm lovely Lifter Safe. Hello and welcome to Happy Pancake Day podcast. Pancake Day! <laughs> so... What are we got? To, what have we got to talk about today? Well, we decided. Well, first of all, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. What elephant? There's I thought there were guinea pigs. There's guinea pigs, but there's also an elephant. We didn't do last week. Oh yeah, apologies for last week. We've had a few people uh, call us out, which is good. Which is good because it just got away from us. Yeah. One minute it's Monday, the next minute it's Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened last week. There just seemed to be loads of little things that just got in the way of us sitting down together and doing work, didn't there? But that's why we're not perfect. People think that PTs are perfect and keep to everything and do everything. And I don't know why, but... No one sees behind the screen but how many faces and moves Jamie does of the microphone. <laughs> what do you mean? You always like do up with your hand or low with your hand or oh, yeah, bring yeah. my face closer to the microphone. So we're sitting in front of us and so sometimes it's either too loud or too quiet so I'm just literally grabbing Soph by the head and just manoeuvring around at the minute so her, her voice is perfectly pitched for you all to hear. <sighs> anyway, yeah, so um, yeah, they, they think there was some sort of coaches that get everything right all the time but just like we dropped one of our habits that we really wanted to keep in which was a podcast a week Mm. and we fell behind yeah and this is like just going back briefly on habits because we did talk about this but like one of the most important things you can do if you do fall off the wagon is just trying to get back on track at the next available opportunity so we planned not to do one yesterday because mondays are quite a good planning day for us at the gym and stuff like that so it's good for us to kind of plan out the rest of our week so we're going to try and stick to a tuesday schedule with these podcasts now and but again last week didn't happen but we still got back on track at the next available opportunity and it's no different to kind of fitness routines or nutrition and the amount of times we hear you know some of our members or people that we know that go through you know they they go go for a massive meal out and you know you have too much to eat too much to drink and before you know it they say they fell off the wagon it doesn't have to be like that you can literally just get back on track at the next opportunity and that's the best way to kind of get the ball rolling again rather than just letting one bad day um, take you off track and then just let that derail into to weeks or months and that's where you really start to lose that progress yeah so this is a perfect example we just got back on track today Hmm. And we are wanted to start off with a little bit of pancake talk because only comes around once a year, and I don't know why I love pancakes more than anything in the world, and I only seem to have them once a year. I know it just seems like such an effort, but it's actually they're really easy to make. We literally <laughs> did them in ten minutes. Yeah, but so have a look on our Instagram because they were good pancakes. They were nice. So what we wanted to talk about was basically telling people to stick their protein pancakes up their little tushies. Because the fitness industry, as we know, can be a minefield of just like annoying personal trainers that think we have to live this weird life that no one else kind of lives all the time. And I'm not saying protein pancakes are necessarily bad, but you know, we get sent all these recipes as if it's it's wrong or it's bad or you shouldn't be eating just regular pancakes for your your you know, your Tuesday on a your Shrove Tuesday. So why do you think this happens? Why do we get told we have to eat protein pancakes and sugar-free syrup and gluten-free recipes, all this sort of stuff when we don't necessarily need to do that. I really don't know. And I think one of the massive like things with anything is like m- media and 
what we feel like we should be eating. So let's go for pancakes. Protein is such a buzzword. How many times people just talk about protein? We love protein, don't we? Like protein is amazing. We do say it a lot. But at the same token as well, we don't need to be adding protein to fake protein to every single food Mm. to make it better. Sometimes you can just have some pancakes and I think it's absolutely fine. But everyone gets onto the bandwagon of going, oh my gosh, okay, well, the media said this, or this person, this personal trainer that I follow on Instagram has an amazing protein pancake recipe, which is great. You can put some protein in your pancakes. Have I even had a protein pancake before? I don't even think I've I had a, a pre-mixed like ages ago, and I think we did try them, and they were they were literally disgusting. It was a I my think... protein pre-made <coughs> pancake mix. I think they're quite gritty, aren't they? They can be quite like gritty. Mm. That's what I can remember from them. But it's it's just putting it out there that a normal meaning with no protein in it pancake is in that inherently bad food part and then as soon as you put fake protein in it it makes it better but i don't think it's necessarily true yeah i think it's just this um this over-reliance and this little bit of this obsession of like say we we do think it's important to get a decent protein intake in uh with your nutrition plans and with your kind of you know for living a general better quality of life it's going to help you with recovery helps you keep feeling fuller for longer and all this sort of stuff but like you say, we don't. If we don't have it in every single meal, it's okay. Yeah. We can kind of make up for it in other points of the day. We can make sure that we have, um, you know, just planning ahead or kind of the meal before your pancakes and stuff like that. We can always fit these things in throughout the day, rather than feeling that we have to kind of, for me, ruin a, a decent pancake yeah. by adding a, a, a gritty, powdery mush to it. And I'm not against protein shakes. I'm not against them. I have them most days in some format, but. And I think that's the important thing to remember, isn't it? Like, look, if, if a person, we want to hear it at us, if you have this amazing protein pancake recipe, like we're, we're up for, for trying it, but we're saying like, if you just want some pancakes, we don't need to be doing these things. What's better? Us adding protein powder to our pancakes and not enjoying it as much and it feeling a little bit gritty or just not tasting like the pancakes that we normally love. Um, but then like not thinking about our diet in any other areas that day. Or would it be better for us to have just some normal protein, sorry, some normal pancakes for lunch, and then for our dinner, get some nice protein in there, reduce the carbs a little bit, get loads of veg in there. Mm. Like what's what's a better option? Yeah, I'd much prefer the second way around. And the reason why we're kind of talking about this today as well is because personally we feel that a lot of kind of the fitness information out there and a lot of kind of, you know, um, personal trainers or Instagram fitness accounts and stuff like that, they can actually kind of set people up for this quite disordered way of thinking about food and eating and like labeling everything as good or bad or you shouldn't eat this, you should eat this, you know, you shouldn't have these gluten-filled, sugary, normal pancakes with like butter and them. <gasps> no way you're going to go off track and you're going to like develop some sort of disease instantly from eating like one pancake. So we're trying to get away from this kind of this disordered thinking. Um, and I think that disordered thinking really falls into like the orthorexia mm. accounts, doesn't it? When you're scared of certain foods because you don't think it's good. Yeah. So you might be a better example and might be a better explainer than me of orthorexia. Yeah, it's, been, it's basically like if you've if you ever heard a lot of people say they, they only eat clean, hashtag eat yeah. clean. Um, and it's just this this fear of anything that isn't a quote-unquote clean food. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but 
what does a clean food even really mean? <coughs> there is obviously there's better foods in terms of quality that you can eat. So, for example, uh, like a, a processed protein bar is going to be lower quality than like a whole egg or a chicken breast or like a, a, a block of tofu, for example. So there are things on the quality scale, but it's not to say that one is bad and one's worse than the other. Um, but there's certain accounts out there that will really push against like having anything that's quote unquote unhealthy for you. But it actually leads to that unhealthy mindset around food that you can't have certain things in moderation. And orthorexia is quite quite a big thing where people are really scared to kind of, you know, go off, off track. Like, again, quote unquote, go off track by eating something like a protein bar or a chocolate bar or a dessert out. Um, and it can be really quite damaging for the long term for people and yeah. also just not enjoyable. Yeah. And you know that you've got a little bit of like bad relationship with food I'm not going to say that you've got like orthorexia when this sort of stuff happens but you know that you're going down the you know bad relationship with food when I've heard people go like oh I've got a hen do at the weekend and I'm really worried about the food or I've got a celebration and I'm really worried about what's going to be there to eat and it's bringing it back and saying there's you can't be scared of food like food isn't a scary source and whatever situation you are in you can make it work in your favor we mm. really really can and we can make sure that we get in you know some good stuff in there but enjoying our time more than anything if you're on a hendo and the one thing that you're worried about is the food on offer like we've, we've got the wrong sort of thoughts in our head it should be going out celebrating with friends what i was just wondering whose hendo you going to i'm <laughs> not going up. to a hendo <laughs> Just, just an interesting event to choose. Yeah. Well, what sort of event? <laughs> I don't know, like a birthday party or christening, wedding, I suppose, yeah. Hendo. Hendo. Um, but yeah, I think I find it quite sad that like that's the first thing that you think about is, oh my gosh, like, but what about about the food there? Mm. Um, it's going to make me go off track or I'm going on holiday and I'm really, really worried that I'm just going to lose all my abilities and all the things that I've gained so far. Mm. And it's like, no, this is why there's no such thing as good or bad food. There is food that is going, that's just there for enjoyment. And there's food that's going to maybe get you back on track a little bit. And they can both work together in beautiful matrimony. Yeah. So you don't want to follow wedding puns today. You're trying to tell me something. I found someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. So, um, yeah, so it's just kind of, it's one of those things where we talk about this. This is why we believe in like a system of learning how to eat for the long term rather than giving you like a tool, which is like a meal plan, for example. So I know it's a bit of a corny saying, but give a man a fish and he can eat for a meal. Give a woman a fish, she can eat for a meal. I better be careful what I say these days. (laughs) (laughs) Give her them a fish of them, man, a fish, and they can feed, they can uh, teach someone how to fish and they can feed themselves for the rest of their lives. So it's one of those things where it's just the same with kind of the way that we approach our nutrition with our members and stuff like that. And we do get some pushback on this sort of thing because we don't give out meal plans. We don't tell people this is what you need to eat at this time in this amount um, for this goal because it doesn't teach you anything and it doesn't allow you to have that control and that power over your own nutrition, your own processes. Um, And that's why we prefer this like kind of precision nutrition style of coaching where it does take longer to get set up, but it's going to be habits that stick with you for life. It's going to be things that understand that if you do go out to an occasion, you know, you might have all the food and all the drink on this one occasion, this meal out or this event or whatever it is, but you know how to get yourself back on track. 
you haven't like, dropped the ball because you've gone off plan with this. You haven't gone, you know, you haven't lost the plot with it all. You don't need to kind of go back to square one. It's just one thing, put a check in the box, okay? This time I went off track a little bit, but now I can get straight back to the point, get back to my meal, get back to my system of how to eat properly for my goals. And then I'll just get back on track at the next opportunity. Yeah, because I think the other way is the restrict and binge, which is everybody's stuck in. Mm. Every single person is stuck in a restrict and binge, like Friday, binge, Monday, restrict. And it just goes on like that. And we wonder why we don't see any changes. Yeah. Or maybe we should call out, not personally, but maybe we should call out a few of our members at this point. No, I don't. That's me. <laughs> Do we whisper who they are and then I no, might no, tell nothing, you No, not, not individual names. Oh. But one thing we see a lot when we're getting people to track food diaries. Oh, yeah. Is it, you see all these entries looking good, Monday to Friday, perfect, great meals, protein, veggies, healthy carbs, good healthy fat sources. Come the weekend, suddenly that food diary disappears. Tumbleweed Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So if you listen to this and you're a member of BeFast Fitness, we know who you are, we know what's going on, but we know you can be honest with us as well. And to know that we're not there to then be like, oh my gosh, you went out and had a beautiful meal with your family. How awful of you. Shame. Shame, shame. That's not like our aim at all. It's to go, awesome. I'm so glad you went out and that you enjoyed this. Um, I can see from the food diary that you've given me that you had the bread to start with butter and then you had the, I don't know, small risotto for like a main a mushroom little risotto for a main and then you went for some like pasta dish for your um sorry for your starter and you had a pasta dish for your main then you had some dessert like i'm so glad you had a great time how could we look at making that better at that restaurant so if i was at that restaurant i'd probably have skipped the bread unnecessary um i would have probably asked for some extra veg with my main course and i would have probably only had one glass of wine and then maybe mixed it and then had my next one as a spirit and diet drink you know that sort of stuff so it's not us going like oh gosh that's awful it's going you can still go out and have such a great time but make such small changes that won't make any difference to the experience of your meal Mm. but will keep you that little bit further on track yeah, this like I think a good example of this is when we went to Herbert's Yard the other week. Um, we just come back from... Did we go to Licky Hills? Can't remember. We, would, we went for a walk, I think, anyway, and then we went to Herbert's Yard in Longbridge, um, and there was this fried chicken, ban I wanted try, uh, fried chicken van that I wanted to check out, um, and so I wanted to try a bit as well, but I was like, let's just share a portion of this fried chicken and just have a little bit each and just see what it tastes like and see if it's nice, and then, you know, just have a little snack before our main meal later in the day. So it's like, it wasn't restricting foods, it wasn't missing out on things, it was fried chicken, it was chips, it was like some sort of jerk mayo. All the things that we're told is quote-unquote bad for us is that we shouldn't eat or that, oh, you're a trainer, your body's a temple, you shouldn't be eating that. No, it's okay to eat it, but instead of just kind of binging and that and smashing a whole portion back each, which also was expensive. It was 15 quid a portion yeah. to sit on a bench in a cold building and eat some fried chicken. Mental. <laughs> but yeah, like it's okay to have these experiences. Not saying you have to share your food all the time and stuff like this, but we got the experience of tasting that chicken, enjoying the food, enjoying it, what it was all about. But then kind of, you know, not necessarily going overboard with it. And that's one of the ways that we do things to stay on track a little bit more. And same with like kind of sweets and desserts and stuff like that. Um, you know, we'll share a bit more often than kind of binging on whole portions, but it's kind of figuring out the how you can fit all these things into your plan. And I always say to someone, like if, if someone says to me, oh, you, you, I thought your body was a temple, you shouldn't be eating that. 
I'm always, my thought is, why don't you ask me how you can eat that, but still stay on track with your fitness goals? Or ask me how do I still eat these things, but still stay on track with my kind of my health and my fitness goals? Because that is the golden ticket. That's the golden nugget. Not saying I shouldn't be eating it or you shouldn't be eating it or cutting things out. It's how can you fit things into your plan that you enjoy, that kind of give you joy, give you fulfillment, um, give you like that social element to food and, and eating out and stuff like that as well. But while still staying on track with your goals and, you know, staying par for the course with the bigger picture. Yeah. And that's a really powerful question. How, how can I do that? Because nobody wants to stop eating food that they love no one wants to stop having an amazing time out with friends and family no one wants to stop that we could all stop it and stay inside and maybe have this physique that we've always wanted but we want to live a life where we can enjoy everything Mm. so it is a really powerful question and saying how can i do that and there's it's a really boring answer isn't it it is yeah it's just moderation moderation and mindfulness (laughs) and mindfulness the two m's Mm. there's no secret to it it's nothing is off limits so again like a person who may put food in that good or bad category would probably have gone right what i need to do is i need to go to this fried chicken place eat everything at this fried chicken place because i'm going to completely restrict and never eat it again and i'm terrified that i'm not going to be able to taste all the amazing things that this fried chicken place has on offer so give me everything because i'm never returning to you <laughs> when it could have been i'm just going to taste it because nothing's off limits and i could come back in a few weeks time and do the same thing and try the next thing yeah perfect so I think that's a kind of good little segue actually into what we actually had on our pancakes today, just to like just to show that we, we are walking the walk. We're walking the walk. We're not just talking the talk. Yeah. Tell us about our pancakes today. It was lovely. So we had a small disagreement at the beginning of Pancake Day because my pancakes that I love is the American style pancakes and Jamie's is the crepe style. So we don't know whose camp you're in, if you're in Camp Sofa or Camp Jamie. American style is so much better. But the question is who won? And obviously I did. So we had American style pancakes. (laughs) We had three American style pancakes. The recipe was just the BBC food one. So just go online, BBC food, American style pancake. Three of them with loads of strawberries and blueberries drizzled with quite a lot of white chocolate. Proper white chocolate as well, wasn't it? It was melted milky bar. Milky bar cake Mm, white mm, chocolate. mm. (laughs) And it was so good. It was. It was really enjoyable. And I think like, you know, just going back to that previous point as well, thinking about it, I definitely, if I wanted to, I could have squeezed in a lot more pancakes than what we ate just then. I could have binged another, another three or four probably. But then I'd feel pretty rubbish afterwards, like in terms of just like a bit bloated, a bit heavy, a bit tired and stuff. I'm just, I'm absolutely useless if I have high carbs. Like I go so sleepy and so snoozy. But we had all the enjoyment, all the flavors, the berries, the fruit, the buttery pancakes, um, and had everything there. But then we'll just kind of get back on track at the next meal now. And we've got food prep for the evening, haven't we? We've got yeah. our um, chili that we made last night. And it just kind of makes things just fit that little jigsaw starts to piece together when you kind of look at these things in isolation and just say, okay, that's that's happened, that's cool. We wanted to do it, we wanted to eat these pancakes. Um, but this evening, we're not gonna go like, just, oh, we've lost it, we've, we've broken down, we have pancakes and chocolate, we're terrible. We're like, cool, we enjoyed it. We're going to move on. We're going to get back to the tr- back on track and move on to the next meal. Yeah, I think that's a massive point because what we could do is say that we've, you know, 
failed in inverted commas so why don't we just carry on today and order something else and go out for a meal and do all that sort of stuff when we don't need to let's just get back on track we've got chili cooked it was really good one jamie made it last night delish and this morning this is another thing that i always find funny is that people put food in certain categories of when you could eat it Mm. guess what i had for breakfast i noticed this i'm not gonna lie normally i'm all for your comment you're about to say but i did think it was a little bit weird oh did you carry on Oh, no. <laughs> well, I can't carry on now. No, go for it. We're committed now. <laughs> okay, so it's half nine. What did I have for breakfast? I had carrot soup. With what, though, as well? Was it with toast? Did you have Biscoff on your toast? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't have Biscoff. I just had it with toast and a piece of... Um, and some butter. Oh, that's all right then. It did. It just. I think it just threw me for six because normally apple. that's your lunch dish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got in. There was, there was a mug of carrot soup, and I was thinking she must have left the gym about or the house about half nine. That's an interesting choice. It is an interesting choice, but it was great. So I thought half. I didn't know what to have. I knew that I was going to have pancakes, and I was like, oh, well, I don't really know what I fancy right now. So we had some homemade soup. So I thought I'll have some soup, and then I'll have some toast, and then I'll have an apple. And the thing that has made me realise, just telling you what I've eaten this day very low on protein mm. so that's the biggest thing that i think there none of that i think is bad I, I just literally had a little moment to myself and i've gone wow my protein is low today so my main aim now is to get some protein into my diet nice like and i think that's a really great thing to do sometimes sit down and that's why we ask for food diaries don't we mm. because you don't know what you've eaten until you actually sat down and and you realize what it is and nine times out of ten the food is never bad no one has this horrific diet other than they lack certain food sources in it. And which the ones that people always lack? Protein, fruit veggies, veg. yeah, fruit. That's it. You can, I can tell anyone listening now, have a little think. What have you eaten or what do you plan to eat today? I bet it's not got enough protein, fruit or veg in it. Mm. So already now I'm like, right, well, let's get that chicken ready. To... Let's get that chilli ready. I might have some Greek yoghurt. <laughs> let's do it. Sounds good. So... Just on a kind of like going back to the, the protein pancake thing then, why do you think people feel the need to add protein to everything? And is it something that we have to think about in every single meal? Or are we coming a little bit too over-reliant on these kind of like lower quality protein sources? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's, an inter- it's, it's, it's a tough one because I am sometimes for lower quality protein sources on the go sometimes but yeah we do fall into the reliance of them so when we're talking about these sort of foods we're talking about protein bars like where you can just grab and go like protein bars stuff that have been i like this word i learned it fortified 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 go for it (laughs) so you'll hear cereals that have been fortified with protein is that right word yeah Mm, so mm. it's added fake protein into your um food protein shakes we do realize that you know that we do rely on them a little bit too much they are great when something does come up and we just want to get some protein in but at the same token we need to realize that if we do want to make big changes in our diet and in the way that we feel we have got to put some time into prep and cook some actual protein sources yeah but it makes us feel better doesn't it if you're on the go you're busy and you can say, oh, I had a protein bar, though. It does make you feel a little bit better. We get like a little tick and a little pat on the mm. back on a life that's already quite stressful. So I think that we go to these for that little thought of thinking that we're being healthier and we're getting these proteins in there with very little effort. 
Yeah, that's it. And I think it's just like you say, look, we always kind of use a bit of a a bit of a percentage really of like how the makeup of your food should look. So like we, we always have this if you're someone that wants to get some decent results like your fitness and your training, but also wants to kind of enjoy all these different foods and things like that, one of our recommendations is to make up about 70% of your food sources out of kind of like, you know, whole um, whole food sources in their natural state. So if you're talking about proteins, you're talking about your, you know, your, your unprocessed meat and fish, you're talking about veggie sources like lentils and beans, tofus, which are somewhat, they are processed a little bit, um, but they're not kind of heavily processed. They're still like a whole food source, if you like. So we're eating most of our protein sources from, from those there. So about 70% of your protein sources can come from that or things like eggs and stuff like that as well. Then you've got some proteins from uh, the middle column of our sort of a plant, which is slightly processed. Usually that would include things like corn and corn mints and those sorts of products. Or, you know, um, the example we've got on here is uncultured cottage cheese. Ooh. Don't know if I've ever eaten that. Soy yogurts is another example to so eat some of those in the middle. So they are still kind of whole food sources. They're minimally processed, but they do still have more processing than your whole food sources. And I would actually put good quality protein powders into this middle column as well, because a lot of them are just kind of the protein element of a certain food um, extracted and made into a single product but then it's when you kind of start looking at your protein bars and your protein puddings and protein yogurts and protein um, there's all sorts in Aldi at the minute like protein pastas and protein cereals all these sorts of things they're probably in the column that you want to make up about 10% remaining of your, your protein sources 10 to 20% tops really um, so just kind of we always get people to do a little bit of an overview of this and look at what your protein sources are looking like at the minute are most of them coming from this kind of eat more column on our nutrition plans? Are some are most of them coming from the eat some column, or are some of them coming from the eat less column? And we're always trying to just move that needle a little bit more towards those whole food sources, those better quality sources. Um, they will be like you know better for your overall health in the long term, in the bigger picture of things. But it's also just kind of teaching people to understand like good quality protein sources. That they do have to prep and cook and manage a little bit better themselves as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to think like what of what ones we rely on, but I don't necessarily feel like I rely on a lot of those sources. Oh, there was a question I was going to ask. I remember there was quite a, day, uh, quite a debate um, within uh, the fitness industry at one point where they were actually arguing that protein powder should actually fall into a food category. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree for certain good quality protein powders. You have to look at the quality of them. Um, you can buy protein powders that are, you know, are pretty much just, for example, like a high whey protein con um, isolate is super high in protein. It's just like the, the whey uh, of the dairy process is separated out. And it's a real good quality protein source, but it is a waste product in the dairy industry, um, essentially in terms of things like milk and cheese and stuff like that. That, what I would say, is much more closer to a good quality whole food source. And again, you wouldn't want to make up your whole protein intake off of that. But, you know, like one, two, maybe even three for certain people scoops a day was probably going to be a, a reasonable amount to have. But I would actually make it into a better meal. So I'll explain a bit what I do for my breakfast in a second. Um, but then you can also get cheaper quality protein powders. So if you go to like Holland and Barrett and they have their own budget range, which might only be like a good protein isolate, might be upwards of 90% protein. Whereas like a cheap one from Holland and Barrett, sometimes they're like 60% protein with loads of fillers in there, like maltodextrin and like just different kind of cheap carbs just to pack it out a little bit. Um, so those ones I would definitely put more towards like a, a processed food that would sit with the protein bar. So 
Not all protein powders are created equally. Um, of course, you've got plant-based options as well, like your sort of rice and hemp protein blends and uh, pea proteins and stuff like that. So you can get better quality sources that are much more minimally processed, which I would put towards the whole food side of that, our equation. So let's do a little bit of maths. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's just say on average, everybody eats three meals a day. Yes. Yeah. So three times seven. Yeah. Equals? 21. 21. So we're looking at an average of 21 meals a week. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at 70% of those meals being from whole food. Mm -hmm. So let's break that down to how many meals would that be in a week? So that would be 14 to 15 of your meals overall. 14 to 15 meals of it being whole unprocessed food. Mm -hmm. So then that means that we've got like six meals to sort of play with. Yeah. To go into like meals out and add in some fake protein in there, that sort of stuff. Mm. But then also not allowing that to turn into five or six meals of binge-worthy times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like for example, so my, my go-to um, breakfast, I always have like a breakfast like super shake in the morning. So it does include protein powder, um, but I also try and blend in some like some whole food sources. So normally it would be spinach in there, banana. Can't find spinach anywhere at the minute. Can't find anything anywhere. There's no peppers. The shops are just so empty. Um, so yeah, it's what I'll have in my, uh, we call it a super shake. So it's got a protein source. So I usually have a good quality whey protein in there. Um, I'll have a healthy fat in there. So for me at the minute, it's either a handful of mixed nuts or a, a decent quality peanut butter. Uh, and then I'll have oats in there because it's a post-training meal normally for me. So I want a bit more carbs in that one. And then I'll have like a banana, and maybe some frozen berries or something like that. But it kind of hits all those elements of having your protein source, your healthy fat, some fruit, some veg, um, and maybe a carb source in there as well. And I like to make that because it's, it's still really super quick to make but it's more of a kind of a whole meal that's gonna hit a lot more nutritional bases than me just shaking up a whey protein and just slugging that back, which is fine. It will help my recovery a little bit, um, but sometimes I'll literally train at half eight or half nine and then train again at 11. So I need a little bit more sustenance than just a, a straightforward whey protein shake. Yeah. Um, so that's a good way to kind of mix them up. Yeah, and it's always about making those meals better. So like a perfect example, like what would be making the pancakes just a little bit better if you've got a certain goal would it be adding a fortified protein or would it be adding what we did which was loads of fruit and veg and what it wasn't no veg not veg loads <laughs> of fruit and like we just said nine times out of ten people are missing veg fruit out of their diet why can't i get fruit and veg right are missing fruit out of their diet mm. so it's going can i just have like loads of great fruit in there and get all those vitamins and minerals, you know, pumping around my body? Or should I have, what's it called? What's, the, what's that, like, lemon and sugar on a pancake that's got powdered protein in? I would go for the fruit. I, I can't, I can't bastardise my beautiful crepe. I'm a very traditional lemon and sugar kind of guy when it comes to crepes, by the way. Crepes, crepes? Crepes or crepes? Crepes, I think. Crepe. Crepes, it's not crepes. It's crepes. <laughs> <laughs> and crepes like a paper decoration you used to make at school or something. Yeah, it's definitely not crepes. Um, well, yeah, so that's just a little thought I wanted to add on to the end there. Nice, awesome. So anything else we wanted to kind of go through today? Just stop taking, stop putting so much stress on food. Or stop putting so much stress on one particular meal especially. Yes. Um, and just look at your overall bigger picture. 
overall bigger picture. You know, you know that if you're currently using takeout a lot, like you know that there's other things that we can do. We don't need to say that if you're currently using takeouts four times a week that you no longer can do that. But can you reduce it? Like those little things um, make massive differences. Mm. Um, but just do, like don't don't panic and overstress yourself and feel like you can't enjoy a pancake day that you need to be having protein pancakes or that everyone who's putting pictures up right now that they've gone completely off track or how can they eat that don't know we can't be scared of these foods they're there Mm. for our enjoyment and they are there for us to to eat but at the same token we don't need to stuff ourselves with them we should eat food and feel quite energized after and we all fall into that category of where we have just stuffed ourselves Mm. and we cannot move and that's not food, why food is there for us. Yeah. Perfect. I think we can wrap it up there. Wrap it up. What's the next one we can talk about? I don't know. We need to make sure that we do it, though, and don't fall off the wagon. We will. We'll be back next week, peeps. Next Tuesday, keep your eye out. If you don't, we're going to do 100 burpees each live on camera. Uh, I'm not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> More on that next week. <laughs> Ciao for now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if there's anything you would like us to cover on the show, email us at loosegymin at gmail.com. That's L-O-O-S-E-G-Y-M-I-N. Thank you so much.